and welcome to Mice Cast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to start whenever oh, you're ready oh, to start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh nuts. I, uh, I forgot to ask what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> oh well. Well, uh, let's see. The only Disney news is the stupid boat. I'm tired of hearing about the stupid boat. Yeah, it's so old. That's so yesterday. I did see something that um, our friend Zimmerox posted in the forums. It's, I think it's kind of old, but I don't know that we've ever talked about it. When they decided they needed a little testosterone in the Fantasyland in Florida, there's some talk about a mine train ride. It looks we, like it might be based on Snow White. Did we not touch on that last week? I do not. Or two weeks ago? We I know we touched on it at some point. Wanted to we, we just touched it. The, the plans were changing, but I don't think we had any details. Now, Oh, yes. The, the only detail I saw was maybe a mine train. I went and looked at the picture, and it looked like it would be Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yes, so. the Seven Dwarfs Mine. Uh, they're putting two uh, two Dumbo. That Dumbo, the, the two Dumbos the, has been there since the very beginning announcement. That's nothing new. Oh, you're just you're just addressing the change. Also, they took something out, right, to make room for the mine train. Well, I, well, what's odd is there there was something else that looked like because you know if they have the mine train, wouldn't that make Snow White's adventure kind of not needed? They're pulling I mean, it out anyway. Snow White, yeah, it, it Magic Kingdom in Florida, that's going away. I don't believe that was in the first announcement; it was going away. But there was a picture in this latest batch of correct artwork the, that in, made it look like something else was going in a previous, you know, or existing dark yes, ride location. Yes. Snow White out. Okay, so, so you know, what, what what is going in there? Uh, princess meet and greet kind of a thing, I think. Oh fuck! Not another one of those. <sighs> yeah, um, I mean, the whole new Fantasyland is a fracking meet and greet thing so well not anymore oh not okay. not, not so, entirely so they, added, so they added a mine train in Woo-hoo. well they butched it up right like we talked about before yeah <laughs> uh, yeah that really butched it up a lot okay so uh i want to get the football talk done Steelers, yeah okay Steelers. you know what my problem with Steelers is what Ben Roethlisberger doesn't deserve it anymore. Oh, because of his one possible dalliance? No, 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 no. Not possible one. Because he was caught. He was caught. And, you know, the only reason he's remorseful is because he didn't want to get kicked out. Didn't want to get freaking, I don't know, dropped. I, I, no, it's possible. Character, character counts, and I don't think his character deserves getting rewarded by going to the freaking Super Bowl. Isn't everybody usually remorseful after they do something except for sociopaths? No. So you're not you're not remorseful when you've wronged someone or done something in bad taste. Generally, yes. Okay, so why can't? But not. He, but sociopaths are never remorseful. That's what there, I said. But there's people. But there's like there's a there's a class of people in between well, that are only remorseful when they get caught. Well, they're not remorseful. Well, are remorseful. They're remorseful never. that they got caught. No, 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 no. They're not remorseful ever. That's the definition of a sociopath, right? Exactly. See, Nate agrees with me. 
<laughs> well, now the, the uh, jackass is remorseful because he got okay, caught, and I don't well, think he deserves well, 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 to go Let's, let's back up. The, the DA didn't find enough evidence to go forward with it, so they didn't even prosecute. Ah, so, hush money. You know, hush money. <laughs> I also know, you know, his. It was interesting. They were talking about him during the game, whether or not there seems to be a, a change on him, and they said yes. They. They seem to think he's been a little more humble. The guys think he's a little more open. And I even noticed his tone was a little different at the end of the game than it normally uh, normally is. So, you know, you know, I'm going to give him a pass on the first one. If he, they couldn't uh, they couldn't prove it, he seems to have paid his, let's say... Um, debt to society, such as it is? Uh, debt to the NFL, right? Well, the, 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 or the uh, civilians didn't want to prosecute him, but... The football agency decided, or organization decided, that it was serious enough to allegations alone uh, to, you know, take some action against them, and he fulfilled that. So, in a sense, yes, he has paid his debt to society. Yeah, well, I still you don't can think go, just... you can go look at the Ravens, and I think they've got three convicted felons, and they've been uh, was it indicted of murder, or maybe they've already been taken off the team. That, that guy's I don't think he's around anymore. The guy that uh... okay, so, well, now what's what's your feeling with um, uh, Vic? I wasn't especially happy to see him get back in either. No, I, I, I'd say his was a little more egregious because he was actually caught, convicted, and everything, and he ben, served, and he served his time. Then, you know, how do we know we didn't have some gold digger bitch who was looking to, uh, you know? But see, that's that's a that's a problem with when they get when they go away like that, right? Hush money. Yeah. She got her money. She got paid. How do you know she got paid? Because she shut up. So, but <laughs> just you're, like you're, just like the Kobe Bryant uh, up in Colorado thing. Really, sure. he wasn't screwing around. Oh, all of a sudden, she tried to. Yeah, well, and the, but on on the, on the Kobe thing, I think she just tried to was, squeeze him for more money. I think he, wait, wait, I think he already's given her hush money, and he she wanted okay, more. Okay. Here's the thing on like Kobe and Steve Garvey, they're very similar cases. They both had this Mister Clean image, like they never did anything wrong. They were they were the poster child for clean and squeaky, and they came down hard. Ben has never been a poster child for clean and squeaky. I keep saying if he keeps keeps his wick dry and off the motorcycle, he could be one of the greatest that ever played. But it's contingent on. Keeping his wick dry, or at least you know, with someone who is, uh, and, uh, you know, not gonna, you know, he's not taking advantage of, and yeah. stay off the damn motorcycle. See, my 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 my, my only problem with the hey, dealers, hey, is, hey, Nate, if she was eighteen, she was legal. So that's all. <laughs> I can, uh, all I, I have to say is, or not, he's I legal. agree with Tigger. I agree with Tigger. What? Go, Go Packers. Packers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I could care less about the Super Bowl now. I'm I'm glad the Packers beat the Bears. Not a big fan of the Bears, but um, and I'm glad Aaron Rodgers is you know coming out from under the shadows of uh, Brett Favre. I'm so tired of hearing about that drama. Uh, yeah. So. And the irony is, my wife tends. To wait, wait, wait! Be now, now Tigger is saying that the idiot is the tramp that is now engaged to Big Ben. So the one who was supposedly prosecuting or saying that. No, she no, I think he's referring to a different tramp. It can't be oh. the same woman. <laughs> that, uh, well, that, well, you never know. That would be the highest stupid. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, no different, different tramp. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's Coaster Boys? Coaster Boys. I don't know. Coaster Boys, F and E. All right. That's a new screen name I haven't seen join us on these Sunday nights. Uh, since Nate's here for, for the first time since whenever, uh, Nate, um, 
which is just for you, just so you know, that uh, Mice Cast is like uh, six more episodes after this one. We're stopping at 200. So there you go. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> we're just ready. We're ready to get off the treadmill. We're ready to. Yeah, that's it. Get off the treadmill. We'll be around for special episodes here and there. But um, it's time to cease regular production. Uh, it's We're all kind of just getting busy. Oh. Greg's getting more and more busy and on other things, newer ventures. And you're off on things. And I got drafted back into Scouts again. So That's creepy. What's creepy? Uh, Richard and Scouts. Oh. <laughs> You know why? Speaking of, I just got back from a uh, camping trip this afternoon. That was great. Uh, oh no, I don't. I, I don't want to hear. I, I don't want to hear about you're camping. going to. You're going to hear this. This is, this is cool. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, no. It was uh, my son's troop went into uh, Klondike, which is a wintertime competition up there on uh, Mount San Jacinto. Yeah, face a tigger. It was it was good. It was fun. So no matter how cold it gets tonight out here, it was not near as cold as it was up in the mountains. Oh, the and the viewer week. count's dropping one by one. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, every time, <laughs> let me know when he stops talking. He stopped. <laughs> I was gonna say whenever you talk about camping, it reminds me of a really tasteless joke. So that's why I start laughing. Yeah, I know why you were laughing. I just find it <laughs> creepy because Richard is volunteering for a troop that he has no son in. And you know what they always say about oh, yeah. <laughs> guys in troops with no kids. All right. Actually, my son's in the troop. I work with the pack, which are the younger boys. So that's, that's just, just that's, all kinds that's, of wrong. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, still part of the same it's still part of the same unit. <laughs> okay. No uh, salad. Um. <laughs> just, it just seems wrong. So I went and saw a taping of the Big Bang Theory this last week. Oh, how was that? Uh, very interesting, interesting um, to see that how the business of a sitcom is run. It was at the Warner Brothers lot, stage twenty-five, and interestingly, all the sound stages Warner Brothers have these big plaques on them. Of what was what was what movies, created there? Big movies, you know, big names, not not all the cheesy, right, 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 but all the well-known. I guess famous or classic films are listed on all of these the sides of these stages. So yeah, when when my instructor went over and did some pickup shots on True Grit, he was telling me because it was done at Warner's, and he says, "Yeah, it's like my three sons was you know filmed here, and different like you were saying, different ones were saying different. Yeah, like so, so which one? Which one were you in? Stage, so, stage twenty five. So what was filmed there? Giant. Some scenes from Giant were there. Anti Mame. I remember seeing on the list. I want to say I saw Casablanca on the list. Um, with or without an airplane, <laughs> it doesn't say. Um, but it's it's very interesting, you know. Um, the set that you see all the time is in the middle, and the the edges there's like there's like four stages or three stages, right? Because the middle two, I would say, were the two apartments they use, and the ends were stuff they need for that particular episode. And they film it in order, and they film everything twice, um, and then do pickups. You know where they want to tweak a joke, <clears throat> like we saw the same joke told four times in one scene. Um, we sat, we got in there. I think my my butt hit the chair at five twenty, and we weren't done till ten o'clock. 
couldn't get up and leave till 10 o'clock. Now, did, did, did they do it straight through twice or each scene twice as each, they went? Each scene twice as they went. And then and then pickups, you know, like, again, they wanted to do tweak some jokes or t- tell some jokes a little differently. Okay, here's um, my one question about their sets. The frickin' stairwell. <laughs> it will, it go, it's, the, it's one, right? Okay, yeah. And they redress it. So every time they have to come up, they restart base back down. Yeah, they didn't do any. Okay. They only did one. They didn't do what any are, conversations the, with it spiraling up for us. That wasn't okay. What about the floor over the base level where there's the door and it, went, the, it goes down. the The floor was at the floor. It has to be a dip in the stage for the stairs. Okay, because they were everything was that floor level except those stairs coming up. Oh, okay. So the key. Cool. You know, so yeah, they. Um, it was very interesting. I, I had a. It was interesting to watch them, and the hardest working person in that in that thing is that guy that's up there with you that's keeping you motivated and happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the warm up dude or your host or MC whatever they call him, he he explains what goes on, what's going on, and um, he says, "All right, we're going to see it again." He tells you why I think one was for standard definition of the high def, and make sure you give the same amount of energy and laughter when you hear the jokes. Remember, you're hearing all these jokes for the first time again. And be up, and then when they're when they stop to reposition or move sets, they fire up some tunes, and he's trying to give away money or get people to dance or get people to do stupid stuff. And his, his job is to keep everybody up. And it was making me tired watching. It was just nuts. Interesting. It was, and and then like when they would tweak these jokes, it was they would say, "Okay, we're going to pick up," and they would okay reset the cameras back to wherever and say, "Okay, just take it from this point," and you could tell where they would change a joke. And they would just do that little 30 seconds over and over again. And then sometimes the, the actor, uh, you, you're familiar with the show, right? So, yeah, I watch so, it every so, week. So the guy that plays Leonard, right? The short yeah. guy with glasses. So he, they're working on him and, and he's talking with the director. And I guess they're going over some some timing or beat issue. And the whole time they're resetting his clothes, right? Because like when he's, he puts on a jacket or adjusts a tie at the beginning of the scene. So they have to re- take the jacket off and readjust the tie back down. And the whole time, he's just ignoring all these people plucking at his clothes and whatnot while he's talking to the director, which I thought was kind of funny. Wait, I was doing background one. Yes! Ha, ha! This guy that's here with us, he texted me when we were there. He was in the cafeteria scene, the open, the cold open. Oh, very cool. A listener was there doing background. Sip particular. Is he, is he a regular uh, background, background Yes, actor? yeah, I, can, I, I have the tweets here. Nice. He was telling me all about how he has to, what he has to do to get the work. But he's telling me some of the shows he was in. Let's see. One of, one of the um, Karen's um, patients at her office uh, does extra work. And he was a postal carrier. He retired. And now he does all this extra work. It started out just kind of being in the, the background. He's worked himself up to... You know, one line to a couple lines. You see him in a lot of juries. Tall, thin, black guy. You're, you know, guilty. <laughs> He's worked himself up into those kind of things, which is cool. You know, it'd be a fun way to uh, retire. A lot of sitting around and waiting, but uh, it sounds like that would be uh, pretty cool. So, yes, uh, Kyle, I did see you. I was actually pointing out to my wife. See, there he goes again. <laughs> but I did not notice you in the tag. Because the the cafeteria scene was at the end, and we were in the middle, so we had to watch watch those things on the monitors. So they don't turn the camera on or the monitor on until the director tells action, so you can't see any of the setup or anything going on way down there. 
But yeah, it was very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it'd be fun to do. Yeah, you know what? It's fun to do, but you don't need to do it a whole lot. When I was done with it, I'm thinking, I don't need to do that again for like 10 years. Cause yeah, you know, you know what's, what's more fun is going to a live show like Kimmel and just sit in the green room. Because you, you can watch a show, you can watch a lot of the production value, see how everybody's doing their thing, but relax and eat. And that's because it's live. It's got to get in and out in its specific time. So there's not a lot of, you know, like you say, sitting around for five hours to get the shot right. Well, they were quick. I mean, each, I mean, how, how But still, how many I think that's a done? half an hour show. 20, what, 22 minutes? minutes 20, you know, uh, whatever best, it is, yeah. Right? And you were there for five hours, and that's not counting four and, posts. Four and a half, but they didn't start till 6.30. Oh, okay, so how, how, how much filming or shooting time was there? <sighs> All right, they started. Like they, three hours? They started at 6.30, we were done at 10. So that's three and a half hours to get. 30 minute sitcom done um yeah they get everyone in they fill in the seats they made sure that there's no because you know there's, there's more people wanting to watch than they have seats right so they make sure, sure everyone's in their seats and they because they have invited guests as well was was your connection the same one that got us to paramount for the screening of star trek no i just went online oh very cool uh, speaking of uh was so was it better than watching star trek being filmed at universal <laughs> yeah, okay, Spence. I, I, I wasn't quite paying attention when he said why they were doing two different takes. Of everything I could have sworn it was for, for standard def and high def. Maybe Kyle could tell us because he was I there. I think that would be done in in post, not I, I, shooting twice for for that. Unless unless they reshot something, and realized that when they show it in high def, something off screen you know, something they don't want to be shown is shown every single thing was done twice he said they think it's just done for safety every single thing seriously every single yeah, one see, was I, done I twice. would think he would say yeah safety you, you shoot it twice and use your best shots but the difference between hd and sd would be oh, the only thing i can think of is if you something is in frame that shouldn't be right like you shot oh, a little too wide it's like oh crap we can see that piece of two by four over there yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. but that can all be corrected in post yeah. Oh, yeah. And they shot. They also they would show us. Um, and and yes, you would shoot Josh, everything. Josh is a big bank theory. I was going to say you'd shoot everything in HD because you just uh, you convert it you, down. Yeah, you scan down. Exactly. But yeah, there's a couple scenes in cars, right? So we don't see that. What we would see with them, they would reenact the scene for us sitting in a couple chairs and just to get our natural laughter reaction. Oh, so, really? Yeah. And then there was a, a cut-in scene where Sheldon was talking to his girlfriend on, like, a Skype video chat. Just and, so they would show us that as well and get our reaction to that. Hmm. And But they start at 6. They show us uh, an unaired episode, which I'm glad we didn't see that one because that one ended with a dance number. I can imagine how many times they had to shoot that one. Um, so one that's not been aired yet, but it will air soon. You correct. can see that. And then, nice. Correct. So, yeah, it was a... Like I said, very interesting, but I don't know. So this is not something you're going to sign up again for next week? No, no. Now, if someone came into town from out of town, you might plan ahead and take them, but well, not rush to do it. Well, here, sure. Here's here's what happened. The the week before Thanksgiving, they shoot on Tuesdays. I got – there's a website. We have a – we also have a – I don't want to say a listener, but a DPNer who works for this same company. Um, I go to this website – they release tickets every Monday. It's 30 days out. I say, I wanted to. They send you a little thing in the e- e- email. You show up. They seat you in order by the time, uh, uh, based on the time you get there. First come, first serve, right? So we got there at like quarter to five, I want to say, on that Tuesday before Thanksgiving. 
and they only took in 58 people because there's a lot of guests, I guess, that night. So when you get turned away, they give you a car, a green little card that says you can come back anytime and we'll guarantee you entry this time. So that's what we used to get in for sure this time. So, yes, yeah, someone can come out of town. If you have enough advance notice, you can go there, take your, you know, sign up, get on the waiting list, and then you go there and wait. The earlier you get there, the better chance you have of getting in. But there's still no guarantee and you can get turned away. Yeah, I did that years ago with someone from out of, you know, a cousin or something from out of town to see. This, I'll tell you how, Bill Bixby was still alive. Uh, and I forgot what he was hosting, some show about like ghosts or something. And yeah, you know, you're there forever. Uh, there's always a guy warming you up, trying to keep you up. And yeah, you're right. It's, it can be a long time. That's why when, when like Richard and I were in Vegas and we thought about watching, um, was it poker stars? No, no, no. Uh, celebrity, the celebrity, oh, poker yeah. Or something. Yeah. celebrity poker. Yeah. You know, oh, and Don, and I, Don and I are playing pie gal and we're like, Oh, Rich, you want to see it? Go check it out. You know, and he's finding out that, you know, if you get in, it's like what four or five hours, and you can't leave until it's over. Yeah, you have and to stand. You have to stand in line first, and you cannot come back to line. You can't, you have to get in line, and it's like a five-hour wait. And there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to get seated in on anything. Yeah, so huh. I did. You guys sit there for the entire shooting of the, the show. So we're like, yeah, that and, doesn't sound as fun as it sounded. To and you I, info. I got in line for a few minutes, and I was talking to a guy in line. He said he's done this a couple times. He lives there in Vegas, and he was came out to see a couple of the shows. He said the one he never wanted to go on is when Dennis Rodman was playing, was because they have the celebrities have all their guests that, of course, get the front row seats. You're going to be sitting like the tenth, twelfth row back somewhere behind a post or something like that. Dennis Rodman has this huge entourage, and he has like 50 people he wants to have as a guest in there. So they might be able to fit a handful of people that are waiting in line on it. So it was interesting hearing some of the stories about that on how that show was done. Okay. Some <laughs> parents have an SDTV. No, I'm Josh. Because Spence asked if people still have standard definition televisions, and Josh does. No, uh, uh, we didn't get paid. We got a we got a slice of pizza and a small bottle of water. That's what we got. And if you're lucky uh, enough to catch any candy that the warm-up dude was throwing around. Yeah, audience members usually don't get paid. Now, if you go to something like uh, Ellen's show, she's always giving shit away. Yeah, different story. <laughs> and, and that's why it's like a year wait to get into that show. My daughter's been trying to get in because she loves the show. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a long waiting list. Yeah, audience is unlimited. Uh, uh yeah, there's a girl who's a DPN, her, her screen name is Kestra. I ran into her there. She was working the audience for Bleep My Dad Says that same day. Uh, so I guess they film at Warner Brothers, too. Another good show. It's an okay, I'll, I'll put the okay show. It's, it hasn't totally wowed me yet, but it's been funny at times. Now, yeah. well, something I just got into, which is, this will bring us back to Disney. Good. Because uh, modern, you know. modern Family. Ah, ha, that show's hilarious. Now, I never watched it. Uh, I knew what the premise was when it was first coming out. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to watch this. But the daughter's been watching it, and the, the wife started to watch it. And so I, I caught a few episodes. This last one was just, you know, teary-eyed, fun. It just made you cry. Not cry because it was sad. It was just so damn funny. Funny, making you laugh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the kids walk in on their parents, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> doing the nasty. Now, what I found out about the show, and here's what I don't like about the show. Um, one, I didn't know it was only half an hour because when when um, Chris and I were in Jimmy Kimmel's green room, she was there. Uh, yeah, Lisa. I thought it was Bowman. It says Bowen. Bowen. Either- Julie Bowen. Okay. Um, so I was looking at that picture of Chris today on his his Facebook site, and I think, wait, did today you know the uh, uh, the uh, Chiron guy put the wrong name in or mistype it, but. Thank you. Um, here's what I what I don't like. It's like watching three ten minute shows because I like the idea that they talk to the audience. I I like that angle. But the documentary you have, format. Yeah, you 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 because you have the three separate let's say families that have some intertwining. You you get ten min like ten minute segments of each and them talking. So. It's not like they're. It doesn't feel like they're writing a full show because they can write, you know, little, you know, ten minutes of this, ten minutes of that, and a couple minutes of the interview. How difficult could that be? I, I realize most a lot of the stories intertwined, but you know what I'm saying. It just feels like a show that's really choppy. Yeah, and it's starting. Actually, it's uh, starting to get a little um, formula. Like the gay guys always are always starting to overstep their bounds, or they're getting the most ridiculous. Uh, Embarrassing situations. They always embarrass themselves. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. this last time where they spilled the thing. Yes, the yes. That's not the first time they've been, uh, or they talk about someone. The person like right there, or you know, you know, more more than I've seen it. The one guy does remind me of Matt, doesn't he? <laughs> even as even the way he acts, except for the gay part, he, he there's some <laughs> mannerisms. Like... He just seems kind of kind yeah. of like Matt in a way. If Matt darkens his beard a little bit, you know, or, or darkens his red, but, reddens but, up his hair a little, you know, oh. five five pounds of weight or something in his face, you know, he might, <laughs> you know, blue eyes, red hair, even with the yeah. goatee, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Most uh, shows are choppy. It's uh, I don't I don't think it's I don't think as many shows are as choppy as that, and I realize that's their formula, but I um, like the I one that the one the Modern Family the or the gay guys made me laugh the most was. Where um, the big one decided to go as a clown to the nephew's birthday, and the big and the prick at the gas station is being mean to the redhead. He goes over, he says, "I'm the clown that's going to twist you into a pretzel and beat your head against the bumper till your airbag deploys if you don't knock if you don't say sorry." Oh, uh, I haven't seen yeah, that Fizbo, one. Yeah, that was the best one. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen two, three at the most, and I haven't that it's three seasons into it already, really. I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to go back and catch up. Is it up. that long already into the show? I think it's a. I think this is a third season. Oh, uh, I don't. Oh, okay, uh, I'll have anyways, to. Right. Let me Google I it. Do, I do uh, know Julie. Julie was on Lost. She was Jack's uh, wife in Lost. He's the one she fi- he fixed. Yes, uh, and she's gorgeous, but she is. Super skinny. She's yeah. not. You know, oh my! You know she she looks thin on TV and that old whole yeah, town thing. Absolutely, right. man. When she walked by us, she is bone. She she is very small. So I didn't know it's Boston Legal. Okay, somebody said she was. On yeah, Boston. yeah. I remember Boston Legal. Um, but she is gorgeous. I gotta say that. All right, so maybe they're finishing up this their second season. Yeah, so it started so two thousand nine. Happy Gilmore too. She wasn't a publicist in Happy Gilmore, was she? Well, I'm right here, so let me click on her IMDb that was, link. That was just on TV the other day. Modern Family. Uh, yep, that was her. Wow, yeah, a little different haircut. Little, wow. Interesting. She's yeah, on Ed, that, too, apparently. You I like just, Ed. Well, I just finished, uh, well, I've got one more night of school. 
Um, wait, she's on my list of girls I'm allowed to have sexual relationships with, even though I am married. Is that Spence? Oh, no. No, that's Coaster Tim, Boy. Tim. His name is Tim, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, there's. have you seen that new movie that's coming out? Um, Halt Ass, I think it's yes. called. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's called The List. Yeah, The Hall Pass. Five people. Yeah. So, anyways, the um, um, where were we before we got sidetracked? <laughs> Boston Legal, Julie Bowen. What else was she in? We were ta- we were we were talking about uh, Modern Family in the show, and you had something you wanted to go into on there. No, yeah, I think we'd passed and finished that. I, had, I don't know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 um, that's all right. So. Okay, so... All right. oh, I so, think so, I know what I was going to say. Back to the school thing. Yeah, I've got one night of school left, so maybe I'll have some time to catch up on some shows. I'm still catching up on Sopranos, and I'm watching, you know, with Netflix, watching all the old Sopranos. So. What is that clicking? Uh, that was my um, um, Pittsburgh Steelers lighter. What? Well, uh, <laughs> are, you having, are you having a cigar? Are you having a celebratory no, cigar? No, no, I'm in the house, so I can't have a cigar. Oh, you're just uh, playing with the lighter. I just played Delighter. I had a couple cigars last night at poker. So. Oh. Did you win? Uh, I lost five. That's ah, break even. Yeah. That unless, unless five dollars is the buy in, then you lost your no, ass. No, no, no. It was $20 buy in. So it, you know, beat a night going out to the movies or something like that. So cheaper. Much, much, much cheaper. And lasts longer. That is true. All right. So you said, uh, okay, so Modern Family Dollars are bring back to Disney, huh? Well, yeah, because it is, you know, a Disney show. Somewhat. Yeah. It's an ABC production, I believe. Yes, it is. Yep. You know, I still find that odd. When you, you watch CBS and you'll see the credits come up and it says, an ABC production. Yeah. They're filming a lot of stuff. They are. And I'm, I'm sure the uh, the other networks aren't real happy about seeing that come up as the uh, the show starts. But, hey, guess what? You don't have don't have much of a choice. Hey, you know, you might like this, Mike. Uh, a former high school chum of mine, her husband has created a, um, wait, not when Greg poked her? What the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. Um, anyways, he, uh, her husband created this app. I guess there's, I hadn't really thought about this because I don't do a lot of group contacting, Um but he wrote an app so you, when you send an email or a text, you can create little groups. And then instead of having to go find everybody you want to send it to, you just pick your group and it goes to everybody. Okay. And it's free. So It's called Contact Group or Contact Groups. And this is a website? No, no, no. It's, it's, on, it's on iTunes. Oh, it's you, an app. It's an app. Oh, okay. I, I thought I said that. Um, yeah, it's, it's an app. And it looks pretty good. I have to give it a try. So far. Yeah, because, you know, I would, you know, I'm always having to, like, find you and Richard separately and type it all in. It'd be nice to just, you know. Uh, I, I already have, like, your setting as a group, and I got a couple groups on uh, my text. That's why when you when you get a text from me, it's usually going to both of you. Well, yeah, I would say what would be awesome is that when I send or whoever sends – like say, when I send a text reply. to both of you. When I send it to both of you, you'd both know that it's gone to both of you. And then if Greg just replies to me, Shaft gets the CC. So the conversation, we're all in on that. That, 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 would, that would be, be good. That would be but cool. I think that's beyond the realm of SMS. Uh, what are we radio saying? Richard's jitterbug can't do that. 
<laughs> Jitterbug. <laughs> yes, I can. I do it all the time. That's so funny. Well, I, I, I'm not sure if you're totally understanding it. I send to multiple people, too. This allows you to do it with just one click. I understand that. I can already do that with just two clicks, right? Type the message, click once, one recipient, click twice, second recipient, off it goes. Right. What, what if you were sending to the whole incestuous, mellow clan uh, of yours? How would you do that? I don't. You don't? Here, I'll, I'll put the link. I have no in, need. All in right. in, uh, in the in the Skype window. In, in, no, no, I'm going to put it in the uh, the uStream window, so anybody who oh, wants okay. to check it out can check it out. And there's some screenshots and all that. So, yeah, for two people, it's not that big of a deal. But if it was, you know, let's say you were sending something out to all the DPN people you had contacts with, or all the mice cast, so that's three or four. Maybe that's not so bad. Small uh, group, family, extended you know, family, book club, huh? So you, you can just load those up, send one out, and um, so it's brought you know for broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. So That's uh, cool. yeah, there's not even, okay. So did you notice that the the big news that Disney was pushing hard was the new boat, right? The Dream. I'm tired of hearing about. Well, the but boat. did you notice that the boat was having its big whoop de doo on Wednesday or Thursday? And then the night before, when all the press was there for the boat, they did the, oh, by the way, here's what's going on in Magic Kingdom. No, did but you what, catch I did that? No, what I did notice is they had, I'm air quoting, the whole crew of the ship on the dock taking their picture, and the ship was crossing behind him. Who was in charge of the ship and the whole crew? <laughs> A uh, good question. <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, Julio and the dock mates run up there, and uh, you know, maybe the P, maybe the Port Canaveral pilot. I don't know. That's a good. That's a. <laughs> or uh, did I? We were watching it live uh, when they were doing the christening. Did you guys get the uh, feed on that? I, I, I was at I work. I couldn't. I, I couldn't watch I did, it. Didn't really care to watch it. Just, I thought it was interesting. Why would you christen a boat that's already been christened just because they brought it out to this show? She hadn't been christened yet. She's been. She was named. She was launched. She was sent out. But I wait, wait, wait. This, this is the one. That, this is the one that's here on the west coast now, right? No, no. This is the oh, new, the new big oh, boat. Oh, 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 the the new new one. Okay, yes. no, I, yeah. I didn't. The new one, the one that's too big to come to the West Coast unless you go around South America. Yeah, well, I was say, it's it's not too big to come here. You just have to take a different route. Yeah, can't you can't fit through the canal. No, I know. That's what I say. Yeah. You just not, take it not the current out. canal. They keep talking about putting that new one there, but well, there, there's works being done to widen yeah. the locks. Well, or know, actually, it, building new ones, right? I, I, I should say I read a book, but I actually listened to the book about the whole um, development of the present canal. What a cluster frack! <laughs> um, obviously, if you've ever looked at a map, it's not the most convenient place to go through. Uh, they could have taken a much shorter route in the politics and everything that went into why it's where it is. It, it was it was interesting. I couldn't even go into the details now because I don't fracking remember. But I remember at the time thinking, what the hell were they thinking? You know? Well, it was – okay. They um, – the canal choice was the n- narrowest part of land, right? No, it's not. And – if it wasn't, then they picked it because there's already lakes and other waterways in place to help make it quick. Right? I, I, you know, it stopped there, there was and lakes start, in place, and there, it there was 
Yeah, there are leaks in place, but they stopped and started a few times, according. Yeah, because malaria and uh, no <laughs> politics, money, where it was going to be, all the parties involved, getting I, the train well, down. Yeah, I do know that they also uh, uh, the like changed lo- change locations twice too. Didn't they do that? Did they like? Um... Yeah, it's been a long time since I listened to that book. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, I, I don't know. I was thinking when I was when I was listening to it because I was listening to it at work. Um, I did look it up, and because they were talking about easier routes that they they could have built it from, and I want to say there is a smaller area of land that they um, could have went through, but you know it's it's been a while now, so I'm not going to claim to be an expert. I just remember thinking this was a lot of drama for getting this thing going. Yeah, but it's over a hundred years ago. I, you know, I I really think that the 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 lake on the uh, I, I guess the northern I mean because you know the the canal goes from uh, northwest to southeast. <laughs> Nate says it was the French, okay? You know? Yeah. Yeah, they started it. But I'm just saying that the – the what's that stupid lake? I, now I have to fire up the map. The map. Yeah. Uh, the Gatun. The, there's a big friggin' lake that they carved into. Yeah. And it, they also yeah. had to carve that. So if you look at the lake and the canal, they no, only had to really – It's Titicaca. <laughs> T- was that Spence? Was it Spence? Olivia. Yeah, I knew it was Spence. <laughs> Spence. He just likes the way it sounds when he says. Yeah, it. I know. He's saying it to himself right now, right? Yeah. No one else can hear him. <laughs> he probably typed it once and he said it four or five times. But uh, you know, this lake is easily half of the canal carving. You know what I'm saying? I think that saved them half the trip. Now, nah, who knows? Anyway. Anyways, the new, moving on. Anyway, but so the new boat, yeah, they had their big whoop de doo in, in Port Canaveral. And seriously, the day before, all these press are here anyway that are going to get the free trip on the boat, the free one day, whatever. They said, oh, by the way, here's a press packet, and we'll do an announcement. Remember, they, they, they announced in the daytime there's going to be changes to the Magic Kingdom, uh, the Fantasyland makeover, and we're going to announce what they are tonight. That was after all the press had arrived. They were coming in for the boat. So you just kind of squeeze it in there, and it just it, I, it strikes me as interesting as to why they would approach it like that. Um, you know, I lately I haven't really given a crap that much about what Disney's doing. I, I'm with bankers sometimes get a little burnout and just you know can't keep up on everything and be that much of a of a DF, you know. So I I who knows? You know, maybe it's because they don't want to be seen as having the Change, you know, because part of the argument is going to be, well, they changed who's in charge of the parks, and he immediately changed something that, you know, a year and a half ago they announced, and it's in the middle of construction, and why, you know, maybe they're just trying to deflect some of that. No, could be. <laughs> no idea. I mean, what do you think? I mean, you, you're the one that brought it up. Like it meant something. So what? what do you, that what do you that, think? that they're that that they. Uh, their timing, like it meant something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like they were trying to cover something up. No, no, no. I, not cover something up. No, I, I'm. I'm. My point is that it's telling that to most people. I would think a land expansion and an addition of an e ticket or two or an e and a d. Right, the mine train and the the aerial thing that we're getting here, and all the stuff they're doing to Magic Kingdom has more impact on a long term basis than a new friggin' boat. But the new friggin' boat got all the press for three days 
and the Magic Kingdom expansion changes got half a day's worth of press. Why? Why is the boat more important than an ex- uh, an expansion to a theme park? I don't know. I lost you probably for a whole sentence. I didn't hear a word you said. Why? So. Did yeah. it cut out? Yeah. Yeah, it cut out a oh. little bit. Um, I, I, th- I think the big thing is is with with Florida in particular because you have almost a straight line with the be- with the, between uh, uh, the resort and Port Canaveral, and they've always tied so many of the uh, packages together to where you get a few days in the in the res- in the bench- Walt Disney Resort and a couple days on the cruise. I think it's just naturally they're going to throw in those those pa- the pre- press packages the way they did. Um, yeah, the boat is a good excuse to bring in. And by the way, we're going to show you everything else that the company is doing too. It's not just the boat, but we're glad to have you here. But let me show you this too. I think it's just the natural Disney way. No, I, I, well, I I don't know. I, I don't by have way, I don't have like Gatun, If I pronounced it correctly, Gatun, whatever. I, I just. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Most stuff gets its own time. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't see this as Disney being that smart to, hey, you know, it's not like you're out on a some junket and we're going to give you the whole year's worth of announcements. It's not typically what they've been doing lately. Um, but you, it it sounds to me more like they were. Uh, not covering up, but just kind of no, I, deflecting that they've already had to make major changes to their plan. I, I don't know. I just I, it was just interesting to me that everyone was coming for the boat, and they got there a little early, so they added this press event for the changes to the Magic Kingdom Fantasyland expansion. Why didn't it do? Why didn't they get its own thing? I, I, and they, and like I said, they announced it in the daytime, but we'll give you the details tonight. I can't add any more than I've already said. Yeah, okay. I just yeah. now here. This will this might pique your interest. All the journalists that got to go on this boat for the press preview. Isn't it, isn't it a ship? Sure, it's a ship. All right. Well, you keep calling it a boat. I would think you was because an avian because boat. that's what we call it. The boat. The I boat. boats for the submarines. The, yeah. And ships well, the- no. We you going back to the boat? <laughs> it's always the boat. Sorry. <laughs> It's yes, right, it's a just, ship. I Technically, thought, it's a ship. Yes. Okay, okay, Navy guy. Why do you U.S. going back to the boat? Because that's just what you call it when you're in the Navy. It's USS United States ship, right? USS whatever. Right. But you always called it the boat. So Either, the boat's the slang for yes. The, so so if I were no, down on not North a sea island, airman. I want to go on board the Abraham Lincoln. I can hey, can I see your boat? That would be correct terminology. Um, if you were in, <laughs> we know, we know the answer to that question. Yeah. All right. All right. So but anyway, on. so um, but they gave these press people. Uh, it's a ship that's got a poop deck. <laughs> a iPod Touch preloaded with self guided tours of their new ship. Well, that's cool. Now I don't know if they got to keep them or not. Because, you know, a journalist can't accept gifts beyond a certain dollar amount. And I'm pretty sure an iPod Touch would exceed that. But there's uh, 
stuff out there. If you look well, for if, if you do accept it, don't you just isn't it like a disclosure thing? Like they're trying to get the people who review movies. I was provided a free copy of this movie. I have no idea. I have no idea. It's it's different. Different media outlets have different rules. It's yeah. I think it's the I think it's the standard of the particular journalist to, who's paying the journalist. You know, what company? I don't think it has. Yeah. Well, you want to, you got to be, you got to show. Right. But I don't think there's any, like you said, there's no, it's not like they're a member of Congress. They don't have to declare uh, shit like No, no, I don't think so. I I just, yeah, it's, it's just. You want to maintain your air of uh, indifference, not indifference. That that, that was like that little controversy that happened locally here with Channel 5, uh, not just with the uh, chick that was dating the mayor of Los Angeles, but there was also (laughs) another one where, uh, some guy was getting paid on something and fully gave ever all the information up, and they uh, said, "Yeah, okay, let's get another reporter to start doing it too." But they brought that up on the news too. So I think it's just the different media outlets have their own rules because we always hear something going on over at CNN, and we find out later, "Oh yeah, that guy was being paid to do this, that, and the other thing." Spence, <laughs> gosh. Um- <laughs> there's two, there's two, but two guys have, have uh, commented here that even blogs have to disclose, whereas before, you know, the new media types didn't have to. They just pocket their crap and. Keep I still, don't, yeah, I don't know what the exact rules of that are because if I know, cared, I would, I would look it up, but I don't care exact, that much. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah. Hey, all I gotta say is, if somebody wants to give me a gift, I'm more than happy to talk about them. Yeah. So yeah, that, well, I, it, maybe I mean, not so much because there's a few people I just won't talk about. But anyways, I, you know, I don't know what other Disney stuff was going on since last week. Not much, just but the, you know what? The I boat think, and the. Did, did I got an email? Let me let me go back to the. Did I understand, Greg? You were in the park uh, today. Uh, no. Or this week at all? No. Oh, Disneyland's doing a great imitation of California Adventure right now. I mean, it's, I, I, I mean, it's I was empty at, or full of construction walls. Full of construction walls all over the all up and down Main Street. I was at I was at the studio, but I wasn't at um, oh. the park. Well, let's see. Uh, got some wall posts. Oh, I got Thank you to all the people who uh, rushed to supply me a copy of Tron on DVD. Oh, I have. I you, they were sent to you. Yeah, after. Two weeks ago, when we were at DCA, you know, I was saying that I've been been being bugged by the boy to see the original Tron. I've like got my th- copy. Yeah. Three or four people offered the frack, man. Well, you weren't paying attention then, I guess. You didn't offer it to me that night. But uh, yeah, I, I no, I said I didn't get my copy. Oh, you want a copy? Yeah, I'd like to. It's been a while since I've seen it. All right, I have a copy. <laughs> anyway, so I got, I got the. Uh, I got a copy in the AVI format, and I got one on disc. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got the uh, – did I tell you guys about the uh, Fiesta Disneyland last week? They're the weekend, these weekend, weekend, uh, these weekend things, yeah. right? Yeah, this weekend was the uh, Kickin' uh, Country Weekend. Uh, the country They had a uh, – what was it? Uh, Fort Worth – uh, I can't remember the name of the band. Fort Worth something was the band that they had playing there. It's getting a little better. They had ribs out there, uh, corn on the cob, uh, barbecue corn on the cob for sale. It's still the regular vending wagons, but they're adding more to it. This next weekend is going to be the character 
you know, they're supposed to have big character thing. Well, I don't, the people gonna... had um, the Parks blog solicited votes for their favorite characters, right? And, yeah. And the characters are going to be um, characters you don't haven't seen a whole lot of. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully those are the ones that get. Well, I had a list well, unless, here. Unless you go to Florida, uh, Florida seems to have all the odd characters you never see out here. Clarabelle Cal. When's the last yeah. time you saw Clarabelle? Clarabelle's gonna be Clarabelle's uh, one Clarabelle of them. Clarabelle was there this weekend. She yeah. was out there. She, the she's weekend. one. Of the, she's one of the ones that got uh, so picked. That's that's one of those first in a long time because, like and, I said, she hangs out at Disney World all the time. And the dude that goes with her, Clarence something or other. Uh, what, what's uh? I'm trying oh, to find. What's the chicken's name? Oh yeah, Henrietta. Clara Cluck. Clara. Oh, not I was Clark. thinking Nuggets, but. <laughs> oh. Horace <laughs> <laughs> uh, Horse Caller didn't see Horace, him. Horace, yeah, he'll be there, but it's uh, next week. That's this next weekend, and then the following weekend is Chinese New Year. Uh, I believe that's Disneyland Tigger. Yeah, Disneyland. So, All right, I'm, it, I'm going to get to the list. It's still a week compared to the past parties that, you know, when we had the whole park decked out and everything for just a weekend or two. And, but it's something. And it's, I guess, I'm hoping it gets to be popular to where they'll start realizing, yeah, people will come in for these type of things. Radical concept, going to Disneyland to be entertained. <laughs> we don't want more people to come there. Just too yeah, many already. stay away. Gosh, I can't. I can't find the list. But yeah, the uh, Clarabelle Clow, the the hen. Um, somebody from Hunchback was it Hunchback? God, I, I should. Why? Why would they want that? Quasimodo? I don't. I, okay, or again, have, uh, the Disney Parks blog posted a content vote. Vote for your favorite unusual, you know, not seen a lot characters. And they posted the list, and I just thought, I've those, never seen Jessica Rabbit in the park. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, Rolo. Rolo was uh, the villain from uh, Hunchback, if I remember correctly, and he's a popular villain that people always wonder where he is. I'd like to see the Horn King. The who? The from from, from uh, uh, Black, Cauldron. Black Cauldron. Oh. Oh, crap. Oh, well, I'm, I can waste a bunch of time. Tigger saying he Pop read it, he read about DL is down until May. Huh? I only read about DL is down until May. What's Disneyland no. is down until May? No, I think he's missed. Oh, Disneyland's Disneyland Splash because somewhere up here. Yeah, Disneyland Splash is down until May. That's correct. There's a comment about Splash, I guess, somewhere here. And yeah, yeah, Spl- Spl- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three minutes ago, Splash Mountain is on rehab until May. Yeah. Lap bars. Really? Lap bars? Um, don't know if that's the main reason. I just know they're they're changing out all the uh, belts and the motors on the uh, lifts. Uh, they had one where the belt and where they changed out a belt on routine maintenance and then a motor went out less just a few days later and it shut the mountain down right in the middle of summer for about four days. So they're going through... Uh, big rehab on that so lap bars I don't know I don't know well you know save us from ourselves yeah 
got to you got to you got to build these things to the lowest common and you know lowest common and intelligence. I'm surprised uh, Florida would get lap bars. They don't seem to care about safety. You know, you actually have to know to stand behind a yellow line. You don't you don't have anything guarding you from stepping beyond the yellow line on most of the attractions. I Unlike think they your, got barriers uh, on there now. When, I, when mm, we were there in August, I, I thought I saw some barriers on some of the attractions. I know space. Last time I was in Space Mountain, it didn't. You were recently on it. Um, uh, let's see what else does there. Pirates doesn't. Uh, yeah, pirates. Uh, I don't remember, but I. Th- I want to say I think I remember seeing it on Space Mountain, but I, you know, it's I, I, it could I could be wrong. So, anyways, crap. No, don't say so. Oh, that's rude. Greg, Greg <laughs> Lutz is back. No, I, I don't know. I'm not going to speak for Greg, but I will say, yeah, Florida tends not to worry so much because they're not as litigious as California is. We have to uh, design things to the the lowest form of intelligence that could turn out and hire a lawyer. Well, I don't think they're designed that way. I think they're later um, adapted because someone did something stupid or some lawyer or Cal OSHA thinks we should do something different. No Space Mountain purges the queue just before the trains. The attendant will have to have you stand on a colored spot. No gates, just an open platform. But Tigger says that uh, thought pirates added the gates at, at Florida. You know, I, at this point, it's a blur. I couldn't. I don't. Tell I, don't I don't know part. how you would miss those kind of things. Those are pretty. Um... Because because for me. When I went to Florida was the first time I'd been in Florida in a few years, and we had we've already had gates over on this side for so long that it just comes naturally that we are going to have a gate. And if I didn't notice the gate, then I'm just being so much for those uh, op- security observational skills. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a trained observer. That's absolutely correct. Oh. Obviously, not trained very well. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> there, there was something else that came up what, like what that last Florida week. Spl- I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, the splash round. Okay, new in '09. I'm trying to. <laughs> that's that's funny. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on. Um, oh, I, I never got to the email. I was stopped. <laughs> I was reading other emails. Sorry. Uh, <coughs> browsing and- through photographs. So let's see what's going on here. I, okay, so we got the. Uh, you know, the press release about the Dream Benefit Preview Cruise raised $750,000 for the Boys and Girls Club of Central Florida. How nice. Okay, let's see. Matt said something God here. No, no, we talked about that. Uh, did, oh, we, I don't know if we, we talked about this or not. Maybe now that, you know, now we can't get our freebies anymore. So since we're saying we're going off the air, nobody's going to send us shit. Um, <laughs> We got one, um, and I th- I don't think we read this. It was from Brandon in Oregon. Just wanted to drop you a line. I was in Barnes & Noble today, and on the bargain shelf, I found a quote, little-known facts about well-known places 
Disneyland, unquote. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's, a Barn- here's a Barnes & Noble link. I don't know if you guys have seen this before, but I th- uh, went ahead and bought it, thinking it would probably be a regurgitation of most of the well-known deal, uh, Disneyland Info. It claims to be able to surprise even the most diehard fan. I've been Doubt glancing it. through it, and for the most part, I already knew the content. But one stood out as pretty funny to me, and I hadn't heard it before. Adventure Through Inner Space, the popular Tomorrowland attraction, which from 1967 to 1985 took passengers on a journey into the depths of the atom, was so dark that amorous park goers took to using the place to get intimate, and cast members took to call in it Adventure Through Intercourse. This struck me, struck me as funny, and I had to share it. Have a great day, Brandon, Portland, Oregon. And? Uh, yeah, that's it. Adventures through intercourse. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. I, I, I think I've heard that name once, but I don't remember that being a regular name. I did tell you the story about one guy that actually had the audacity at, to ask the cast member how long the attraction was, and the cast member said fifteen minutes. Of course, it's only about seven minutes long, and everybody was standing at the exit. And I guess the girl had her blouse off, and the guy was unbuckling his pants. And it's like, I thought you told me it was 15 minutes long. Oh, I must have been wrong. Okay. So. Yes, you have told us that story yes. a, dozen, a dozen times before. Now, have I? A dozen times? At least. Just kidding. We've heard it once or twice. Now, you know, funny that you should mention Tron and Adventures Through Interspace on the same show. I just had someone contact, or not contact me, uh, add me as a contact on Flickr. And the guy had done something really cool. Uh, He used, um, let's see if I can find this. He created a Tron attraction in Adventures Through Interspace. And, uh, what he did because I was curious on how he created it, what programs he used, blah 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 blah, and he had a uh, link to a site. Uh, oh shoot, that's why. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, Tim. Napping through universal energy is a standard practice in Florida. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm yeah, especially. Responding. Yeah, no, no. That's a great place to take a you know twenty thirty minute power nap. Um, I've even laid down in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because the the, the the thing holds what three hundred people and you're. <laughs> oh yeah, if you, you you yeah I in the last few times I've been there I've never seen it close to being full. So if you plan correctly, um, it's not hard to find. Uh, okay, so Tigger says they're making a Tron three. Really. Yeah, I don't I don't have you heard that? I have not heard it. Well, who are we? We're just podcasters, yeah. so we don't yeah. know. I nap on Pirates and Mansion. All right, Josh, that's funny. I actually <laughs> do sometimes in uh, Pirates get a, a quick power nap, especially if everybody's speaking Spanish around me and they're interrupting my, my great Pirates anyways. Um, but anyways, this guy, what he did is uh, there's a program that I believe Google swallowed up called um, SketchUp. And it's been used in the architecture world for quite a while. It's it's really easy to use. You can start with like solid blocks, draw lines, push, pull, create um, uh, different shapes, and all that. It's a great um, uh, how would they say? Uh, not modeling program per se, but massing program that you can kind of work out massing before you go into a lot of detail. But you can do uh, a fair amount of detail uh, also. Uh, the um, 
he found that I guess an adventure through inner space that someone had already modeled. So what he did is he he expanded upon it, he gutted it out, but he used a track layout. Okay. Uh, and then he created his own little Tron attraction based on the layout of the old adventure through inner space. And it was really cool. And I'm trying to find um, find it and so I could put the link in our little, as uh, Leo Laporte would say, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. You check it, check it out for yourself because I thought this this was pretty um, pretty inventive. I mean, it's not the best animation I've ever seen or the best modeling I've ever seen, but you know the guy did use some uh, you know some thoughts. What's the, um, Tron Three is being rumored? Hasn't been announced. Oh, it came from MagicalMountain.net, another rumor mill site. Okay, but uh, I, li- I like Nathan, but you know he he sometimes gets in the DF world. Slashfilm dot com. Is where I'm looking at it. AIC hadn't got the scoop from someone who probably on set for the shoot. Ouch! Thank you, Josh. You can just leave now. What did he do? <laughs> what did he do? He, he says, "Too bad your chat room isn't up to the quality of Leo's chat." <laughs> oh, I guess. Well, I'm sorry. He he bagged on himself. Um, no, this is not the one I was looking for, uh, Nate. I actually I have this one, uh, but no, this isn't the one. But this one was actually done pretty well. Um, it's the virtual ride through of uh, adventures this, through. This is the link I'm looking at. This is not freaking magical mountain. No, this. Are you looking at what slash film? Yes, for this Tron three. Very interesting. And what's it say? I'm not going to it. Uh, let's see. A few weeks, Tron released future Tron 3. Much confirmed at home since. Someone else is pretty detailed. I'm, I'm t- Three scenes. Box, Lightner playing Alan. Dan Shore playing Ram. I remember Ram from the first one. Another scene shows Olivia Wilde's core arriving at the Encom building where she's mobbed by press. She comes over just spoken to Kevin Flynn. Finally, there are test shots for some interaction between Ed Dillinger, played by David Warner, you know, the old dude, yeah, and his son, cool. played by Sally Murphy in Tron Legacy. Stating that everything is going as planned, Harry said this involved text screen, so we may not see actors or even hear them. Hmm. So then this guy throws in his opinion. Says, Tron Legacy did a pretty good job of shutting down interest I had in the series, but I know there are many who don't feel the same way, and if there's a third film and David Warner is involved, especially with he and Cillian Murphy plotting some villainy, I'll have to pay attention. And April 11th release is reportedly scheduled. The UK version... Okay, hang on a second. No confirmed US release date for Blu-ray for Tron Legacy. Hmm. Yeah, no, there's no... uh, That's it. That's about the the most interesting tidbit there has. That's it, huh? Yeah. So we'll yeah, I'm see. still I'm still trying to find this uh, this Tron ride through based on uh, adventures through inner space, and it it was done, I say, really well. I, I'm I guess a lot of people are enamored with the whole um, Tronica because there's like a shitload of pictures here uh, of Tronica. There's, I sure know Jeff has it got uh, extended. Enamored with it, so yeah. Electronica did get extended. It got extended to April. You know, you know. It's interesting about Electronica is you know when you I watched Tron, and when they're in the the Flynn's arcade, 
some of the tunes you hear in Flynn's Arcade and DCA are the same tunes, which was pretty cool. I I, I actually find the area, you know, not as of, as offensive as I thought it might be. It's it was interesting, louder, and it was hard to carry on a conversation. Um, I, what I find about it, it's just too bad when it kind of can screw up your your day vision. It's like going to knots during the the hunt. We've talked about yeah. a hundred times. It, it just kind of you know screws yeah, it yes, up. Yes. But I, but you know when I was talking to a couple people, the whole thing that was told to me is, well, it's supposed to be a studio back lot, so this is just the back uh, lot uh, of something uh, else being yeah. shown. So. Uh, that makes um, some sense. A, yeah, a certain amount of sense, yeah. sure. Uh, and th- th- those were also the same uh, people saying it. that you're going to see more and more of this type of stuff happening back that way, too. When Electronica goes, uh, they'll have something else that'll take well, its place. Dag, Danny says, okay, Danny says the best thing is because it's making money while the rest of DCA is boarded up. This is true, too. So that's you, know what, you know what it reminds me a lot of is having. Um, uh, Videopolis stage, yeah. Teeny bop, yeah. Teeny Bopperopolis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of reminds me of that. There, there seems like there's, there's a vibe now. There's a reason to be there. It's fun. Things are happening. I, I, I get that. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me that much. Uh, I didn't like Glowfest so much, but this one I like better. It's Disney themed, a little more interesting. Uh, Glowfest always gave me too much of the uh, Skittle feel to it. You know, the Skittles with all their uh, ecstasies, garbage and everything. This actually seemed more of a show thing. This is cool. Yeah, you checked it out. Now, if you click into one of his pictures, it'll have a link to his um, blog where he's got it. You can watch his little video. End of Line Club, Grid Racers, Bridge, Iotar. So this 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 is not Tron Legacy. This is Tron Tron. But I don't remember an end of line club in the first movie. I think it's merging. I, you know, I didn't look through every single one. It seems like it's merging the whole Tron um, universe. Yeah, okay. This is an imaginary dark ride based on the Tron universe. So it's it's everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my son watched Tron. He likes some parts of it, but he for, right away he twigged to the fact that. All the animation, you know, the, the computer-generated stuff was looked like cartoons. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Back up. I was reading something. What? Oh, my son, what, he, he got his wish to watch the original Tron. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And his problem was that all the effects looked like cartoons. And the costumes that they're wearing look bad. <laughs> so well, it, 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 he's not old enough to quite put into perspective when something was done and understand that that yes, was yes. the edge of technology at the time. Yes. So. Yeah. When he gets a little older, he'll you know he'll understand that. But that's funny that he says that uh, from a, what you know. What's it? The mouth of babes, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, this is blending because I see you know current Tron disc war identity discs here, and then the next frame I see classic Tron tank. And then the line club is <laughs> maybe George Lucas can fix up the original Tron. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Leave it to Josh. Okay, so I'm going to get rid of that email that can go right into we have answered. You know, I'm just going to, I think I should just dump that we've answered mail now since we're going away. Who gives a rat's ass if uh, we've answered mail or not? Uh, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I thought, you know, Java. it hey, seemed well shot, uh, thought out. So you know? this end of line club, you see these the two dudes up here. Those are the guys who made the music, right? There's a picture here. 
And you can see the, the DJs up in the booth. Okay. Those are played by the two guys from Daft Punk. Oh, okay. They composed the f- music light cycles. Did we read the one from Peter when he said he was reading the Jim Hill article written today about, uh, and then he puts in quotations, Disney's unofficial TMZ, and he wrote a review on the former Disneyland president Jack Link was his new book in service of the mouse, The Unexpected Journey to Becoming Disneyland's First President. I do not remember if we read that mail or not. Okay, well, I'll keep going. He explains Mr. Linkwa's view of Disneyland and how he saw it, not speaking from a sugar-coated story and how great it is, but how he would and wanted Disneyland to be. Jim Hill even makes comments on how Jack Linkwist is very opinionated on his views. For example, Jim quotes from the book, I was very opposed to any Disney characters in Epcot because the characters belonged at the Magic Kingdom. Everything should be in its place. If we wanted characters for Epcot, then Epcot characters needed to be developed. Developed. Putting Mickey in Japanese robes for the Japanese pavilion or Lederhosen for the German pavilion is wrong. Jim afterward commented that he was very surprised to see a Disneyland executive so outspoken. A Disneyland president not beating around the bush with his desires to keep Disneyland and Walt Disney World how he wanted it to be. Anyways, just wanted to hear your take on this, especially Greg's opinion, since he worked backstage and knew of the big Disneyland executives. Keep the good work, fellows. I'm sure he meant keep up to good work. Um, another find email from Pete, who should be listening right now. So, no, have not read it. Don't go over to uh, Jim Bill Hill, whatever his name is. Never go over to his site, rarely. Um, I always thought it was odd that Linquist was the first president. Prior to that, everybody had just been vice presidents of the park. There hadn't really been a president of uh, Disney. I wonder why that was. Well, up to that point, it was just the parks, and the parks were a subdivision of the studios. And then they were making it into, excuse me, they were making it at when Jack came in, that's when they started getting into the idea of the second gate. Uh, They were starting to make preparations for it and they were going to start making it. And we had already purchased the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, We had purchased, at the time it was the Pacific Hotel. Pan, was Pan Pacific or was it just, I think it was just the Pacific Hotel. Or no, it was Emerald. It was the Emerald Hotel at the time. I can't remember which name was which at the time. Yeah, no, Emerald Anyways, first, then Pam. Um, then they Pampers were actually starting to make it more into the resort. So, uh, and at the same time, Disneyland was starting. Are you there? Oh, great. Pot. All right. So, Richard was in the middle of saying something. Do you actually remember what you were talking about? I actually do. Oh, that's Does good. Anybody remember where I left off? That's good. And I'll have to bring the chat window back up. Cause okay, let's bring this back up in here. Go back on the air. Stupid. Ah, la, la, la. All right. Well, the, we're we're rolling again, so go okay, ahead. So I'll go. I'll go ahead and pick up the the question about uh, Jack Klein Quist being the first president. Up until that point, uh, Disneyland had always been a. Uh, division of the Walt Disney of Walt Disney Productions. It was a part of the studio and that's why you always had your executive vice presence. When Jack came in uh, that's when they were really starting to push the idea of building a second gate. We had just purchased the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, within a few short months we were going to be purchasing the uh, Pacific Hotel. They were trying to make it into a resort and 
uh, at that point, they were needed a president of the resort. One other thing that happened during that time, and Greg, I'm, I don't know if you even heard the question I had originally. Uh, when your time was there, our contracts were originally written uh, with Disneyland, a division of Walt Disney Productions, and then they changed over to Disneyland, a division of Walt Disney World. We were shifted over to being a part of Walt Disney World. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because then all the uh, the attention, or yes, I do remember that. And then uh, Nunes, but at that time we still only had a vice president, and Nunes was the uh, the chairman. I think they called him. Yeah, he was the, the chairman of outdoor. But we still only had vice presidents. Right. So it, it was part of a reorganization in the company, and that's where they determined that uh, uh, they wanted to have a president there. Uh, same thing happened even within the division that Greg and I were in. We had just strictly what was referred to as an area stage manager, uh, which is, you know, you had your managers, then your uh next level of management and this was like the third level of management then they when they were going through this reprocessing they decided we needed an actual director which was another step or two higher and they brought in a person to become our director and then we had managed these area stage he had several of these area stage managers underneath him so it was just a general redistribution and resetting of how they were doing the company but yeah dick nunes uh ron dominguez retired as executive vice president and when they uh handed the reins over to jack lindquist he was listed as the first president of the disneyland resort because they're adding hotel rooms is that what it boils down hotel- to they were adding hotel rooms and this is when they were for this is when they were really starting to get to get serious about adding the uh second gate up until this point, there had been lots of talk and everything, but now they were actually starting to go for the funding. We were still working with the Westcott plan, but that was shortly going to disappear into what became California Adventure. Okay, so uh, Jack Lindquist is a president of Disneyland Resort. So that means he oversaw whoever was in charge of the park and whoever was in charge of the hotels, right? Correct. So who is, who is the park boss? Who reported to him as the park boss? The park boss at that time, if I remember correctly, it, we had John Cora, and there was also Craig Smith. Cora sounds right. Yeah, the, Craig Smith was also brought in, and I think that was like John's number well, two man, but John Cora. Craig, Craig had been there for quite a while. Both Cora and Craig had been there. They were just they were the two that kind of were next in line, yeah. Yeah, and they uh, ended up bringing uh, Hideo Amamiya from Florida. He was at the Florida hotels to run the hotels. I remember when Hideo, I remember when Hideo started at, at the Disneyland Hotel. The funny yeah. thing is, I can't remember who he replaced. I can't remember who he replaced <laughs> yeah. either. Probably somebody from Rather who no one knew. Yeah, oh, yeah. but you know, I should know who that name. I should know that name. Oh yeah, you have you have all because the Dales didn't start till the summer of '89. Yeah, but yeah, but you were hired by the Disney company. You weren't hired by Rather, right? Correct. 
So uh, okay, the hotel whoever, was bought. Whoever was there was already on their way out, and they were already scratching the name the, off the uh, parking space. The hotel was bought in Ju- January of '88. That's when the Disneyland Hotel became property of the Walt Disney Company. I started in October of that year. So yes, I was a Disney employee, but um, so my checks are still coming from rather hotels at the beginning. Oh, were they? Yes. That's That's yeah, cool. it was very interesting. Not know that. I say it was in the transitional phase, so I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, the person they weren't necessarily scratching that guy's name off the door yet, but you know, it was probably someone who. Gosh, I, w- just, I just wish they I were. decided to retire. You know, he was a big, big shot dude. Gosh, that's uh, doesn't matter. Oh. Um. So yeah. All right. What's next? So. So yeah, Jack Lindquist first, but definitely not the last. Yeah. But 15 years and what? We've gone through five presidents now? Some of them better than others. Yeah. Um, George Caligridis saw him out. He seems to be doing all right now. He seems to be doing pretty good. Saw him out and about in the park. He was looking at the, uh, on Friday, he was out at the uh, uh, country kicking over at the uh, arena and seeing how all that looked at around there. So, yeah. He's old school, too. He's He still likes to uh, see the parks, and he he's a firm believer in, Entertainment. That's that's my big okay. Thing. If you were if you were <laughs> a president of the Disneyland Resort, wouldn't you be like out in the park as much as you could be? Why be in the office if you didn't, if you didn't have? <laughs> I would to be? think so, but we did have a past president that was exactly that way. He was never in the park, uh, and his whole idea was that that was for the vice president over the park. Uh, who you have uh, John Storbeck over Disneyland, you have Mary Niven over California DCA, Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. California Adventure. Does, does the Admiral spend oh. a lot of time on the bridge, or does the Captain? Uh, that would depend on the situation. <laughs> just, yeah. just giving you some shit. Because so, I, uh, I think everybody has their different management style, but everybody's assuming that they should be walking around in the park. No, gliding. no, I'm not, I'm not trying to pass on their particular management style. I'm talking about if I, me personally... No, oh, if you were. If yeah, you if I, were. yeah okay. I'd be screwed. If I don't have to be sitting behind a damn desk, I'm not going to be behind... I'm going to be out in freaking Disneyland. Well, I, the I prob- agree. The problem is we don't know what their their daily yeah, I know. Uh, responsibilities are. You would think it's, you know... I, I agree with you, Mike. Busy. I, the, the way I always looked at it was that, you know, all these meetings and everything, I'll, I would send my lieutenants in to go to the meetings, then come back and tell me in three sentences or less what it was about and why is it important to me. I'm going to go out and take a look and see what the uh, shop's doing out there. And, and, and then all your lieutenants are going, what the fuck am I doing his work for? He's getting no, the big Because, because I told him to. He's walking around the park. Your, your, your job is to do what I tell you to do, so you are doing your job. So, yeah. Um, but but there is the, the, other, the reverse of that, which is that they're... You know, you let your lieutenants run yeah, thank, all thank you, the operations, Scott. and you shouldn't have to have anything to do with it. You Who? should be completely separated from what, it. What was that? My, my, I said, thank you, Michael Scott. Who's Michael Scott? The office. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thunder Mifflin. Okay, yeah. no. Um, I might be Michael Scott, but you're very welcome, Dwayne. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, you can, uh, you know, the Germans, uh, they... They were instrumental, not instrumental, but they were good with the the concept of staff command, right? You have a boss, and he has his staff. And each staff, you know, guy reports to him is responsible for some piece of the big pie. 
So this guy, you're in charge of this. You speak for me on matters of this. You know what I want matters of this, so you you know you handle that. Anything I need to know filters up. That's what that's what the No, I agree I, what, I agree with you to the point. If I was the guy in charge, at least once a week I'd try to be out in the park, but I wouldn't spend every day out there. I think you know, after a while when you spend too much time, then the other question is, doesn't he have anything better to do than just walk around the park every day? Sure. You know, I so. I didn't say every day. I just said every chance where I did not have to be behind well, a desk. Or doing well, some other thing, I'll be out there walking around. Well, this, this goes right into exactly what we were talking about a couple of years ago when I was talking about Matt Wiemann was regularly seen out in the park. He'd be out there before park opening for you know a couple hours just talking with the different guys, custodial, the warehouse guys, uh, the sound techs. You know, he's just out there looking the place over. Um, that was his style, and he had a lot of other people that did a lot of the, the other work that he quite frankly didn't want to do until he absolutely had to like as he often made jokes about going up to Burbank for a meeting to get more money for things we should have fixed 10 years ago um, when you had Greer it was very much the opposite he did not he didn't give the appearance that he liked to go into the park that was other people's jobs to do to take care of it his job was to maintain Disneyland and be the face of Disneyland to both the corporate up in Burbank and to anybody that was coming in from the city or anything else so he had he was rarely out in the park he was always in his meetings or doing something else on the side is it right or wrong they're just two different theories of how business should be running <laughs> not laughing at you, Richard. I'm laughing. Yeah, at I'm looking at it there. No, but, that, you know, I'm serious. They're, they're, that, both, they're la- both absolutely correct. You're laughing at my comment? Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah. But the, I'm serious. That period of the German war machine were the ones who really nailed that concept down. Yeah, it's something <laughs> I wasn't that meant to be funny. What's that Star Trek line? Patterns of force. Most, Patterns yeah, of the force. The Nazis were the most effective and... Uh, uh, Group ever? Well, I yeah. was thinking, you know, um, um, one of our guys didn't understand the concept so well. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay. losing my uh, patent. Patton seemed to want to be in the middle of everything. Yeah. De- delegate so well. Um, but that was his style again. It worked for him. So, well, it's what, well, it's what we Pat, needed at Pat, the time. Patton had. Patton didn't like dealing with the office work. He had his lieutenants deal with all the office work. He was a field man. He liked to be out there, and he was going to be in the front of the army. I mean, it's it's a different type of style, but you know, I was going to say, and, that's, a, and that's why his classmate, you know, became the five star, right? And he, yeah, and he, and he got passed over. <laughs> well, what, 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 you know, yeah, I guess you could say the same thing for MacArthur because you know, uh, at the start of the war, uh, somebody was only a two star adjunct under him. When he was already a four star, and then look who ended up being, you know, the five star. So. Yeah, that, well, again, that's because well, but MacArthur pissed uh, the president. What's it? FDR off. That's why. Yeah, well, Ike was also a politician. So. Yeah. 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 All right. So but anyway, this uh, chapter in military history. history brought to you by. Uh, that's funny. Uh, what? God, I was thinking of something. Oh. Interestingly enough, you know, no, you, you I, talk I'm, I'm about. Throw, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, Tigger says here, it also creates deniability if anything goes wrong. No, when you're in the lead chair, there's no deniability, no matter how you want to do it. Uh, we've all seen people disappear 
you know, when something doesn't go the way expected. Wait, so. wait, wait, wait. You're forgetting a Teflon president. <laughs> no, we, we won't talk about that. I'm just talking about Disney. <laughs> I think I think Tigger's trying to say you picked the wrong president, that it was Truman, but uh, that would have been after, you know, Ike had already passed them up. So, uh, no, MacArthur pissed off FDR, too, and also uh, Marshall. That's why he, that was, he was playing political games, but they couldn't deny him the fact that he was getting the job done out there. So I read American Caesar. Interesting book. Yeah. Um, Did you read it or listen to it? No, that one I actually read. <laughs> it's, it's set on, it's set on the, the, the throne for many months to get through that huge book. Um, you're talking about someone that doesn't necessarily lead outwardly, at least not uh, in the public's eye, outside of the industry maybe. Iger isn't really a front man like Eisner was. Is it working for Disney to have someone who's not as vocally out in the press all the time? I think so. I think it's working fine, but don't you sometimes wonder who's in charge of Disney? I mean, we know. Everybody knew Eisner was in charge, but non-Disney people. Sometimes, you know... Because Iger doesn't need an, a, an ego stroke. Well, I'm, it's, it I, wasn't necessarily an ego stroke for Eisner. I think so. I think well, in the beginning, Disney needed to be put back on the map. Now the map's kind of already drawn. Um, and that was I one thing that, that was one thing that uh, was purported. I won't say it because it was a couple different books, and other people will say those books were wrong. But when Eisner and Wells came in, uh, one of the things that was made very clear, and Eisner agreed with it, was the company needed a face again. Everybody knew Walt Disney. It was Walt. Uh, everybody liked to do, you know, see Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom and all this. Eisner wanted to put a face back to it. That's why he started doing the Sunday night movies the way he did and introducing them just like Walt did. He wanted, he wanted to be the face of the company, but also the company was a very personal company to the well, people. According, and it according needed to all those face. stories, it was his wife's idea that he be the face that he didn't think that what he wasn't his first choice. Uh, how should I put it that I, way? I, I would agree. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised on that. Um, but, but but that's what the company needed at the time. Does it not no. need that now? Uh, I, I think I think Iger picks picks and chooses his public appearance as well. He shows up when he needs to show up, and he puts the when he says what happens or you know what goes what he says goes and he's he's no there's no uh there's no wishy-washy i see a, a problem here fix this problem i i think uh for as young as zimmer rocks is i think he's right on his post where he says you can say walt disney was an ego stroke he was in the press all the time and i you know it, you might say it was a different era too but um he was always self-promoting this company. He was always in front of the camera. Um, sure, because it was always his money. It was his money and his ass up until the point well, they went. Oh, hang on, it was his money and his public. ass up until they went up until they went public. And we all know that Walt went bankrupt how many times? When did he go public with the Walt Disney Company <sighs> or production? Forty-six, I want to say. Forty-five, forty-six. A quick, quick Google search can. <laughs> but you know, again, it's one of those. You know, depression era things, right? If it's something that you've gone through in life, it affects all your decisions from there on. I know, I know, but you know, I'm I, like Dag is trying to 
paint the fine line that, of course, he was into it as his business. Well, at the time Eisner was in charge, it was, in a sense, his business too. Uh, his his leadership determined whether or not the company did well. If he made his bonuses, uh, so he had a stake in it. You could say. You got to also understand what Hollywood was at that time. You had. Uh, uh, May- Louis B. Mayer, Jack you Warner, all the guys. Jack yeah. Warner. I mean, you had these moguls that. I mean, when you had an introduction to a movie, they were right there on the uh, the trailer introducing their new star or their new show or something like that. They were in front of the cameras because this was their movie company, and they wanted everybody to know it was a. Uh, MGM or a Warner Brother, or, you know, whatever the company was. November nineteen fifty-seven. Well, okay, and can you check something else? Because I think I think Dag is wrong. What he said? He says even still, even public. I'm sure he owned the majority of it. Um, because you know there was a thing called the board of directors that said, "No, we're not doing Disneyland." Right. That was the whole purpose of uh, of Wed was because the board yes. of directors weren't we're, going to have anything to do with it. But 1957, right? Okay, so 1957, Disneyland already built. Um, no, 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 no. They had they went public in the 40s. I'm sure they did. November 12, 1957. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Control. Okay, hang on, hang on. Ah, gonna- that's funny. East York Disney fan. The Enterprise would have been uh, the Enterprise without Picard would have would have Riker. Yeah. So what? Uh, I think that they're they're arguing about. Well, you know, if you if you'd read the book, everything I learned, I learned by watching Star Trek. You never leave the bridge without leaving somebody in command, so everybody right. knows who's succeeding. Okay, here's here's a stock history. I'm going to drop in the link. It shows they closed on November 12, 1957, at $13.88 a share. So the earliest. Uh, okay, my my point of getting to Iger was. Um, you know, everybody obsesses on cast members, the name cast members. They don't really use that beyond the parks, but I know a lot of people still kind of obsess about that, even around the corporate world of Disney. I mean, do you, is everybody a cast member or are there just no. employees? You're, you're, you're right. It's The cast member term is strictly within the park's realm. You go over to the studios, it's employees. <laughs> I'm sorry, Richard. I, they're just they're having some funny Star Trek things. And don't leave the ship's council in charge of the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there's, 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 uh, there's conflicting information because if you look at the split history, the, the first Disney split was recorded in 1956. Hmm. So stock history only goes back to 1957. Very interesting. Just look look up. Uh, in, I don't know how you searched it. I, I don't know that it really matters to me, but um, maybe look up. Um, I typed in "When did Disney go public?" and I got a lot oh, of ans- okay. I got a lot of hits based on that. Okay. Where is Spence? That it's 1 a.m. I guess it's 1 a.m. somewhere. You know. Uh, He's in Minnesota. It's 11 o'clock here. So, Midwest. Okay, I just wonder, because I know some people obsess on that, that cast member thing, but I know I've seen a few um, few memos by uh, Iger, and it's it's just addressing fellow employees. So, Yeah, 
And, and no one, no one wears. You know, you know what's funny is is uh, Imagineering wears name tags, but nobody at the studio does. No, no. But Imagineering does, but the studio doesn't. Well, because uh, Imagineering was built with the in mind of building the parks. The parks, yeah. That's or, I guess I that's a say, good building difference. Disneyland. So yeah. it's going to have the same type of philosophy to it all. I just, I just, yeah, I just find that interesting walking around the well, studio. Watching people, if you will, I sat there the other day in the commissary and just out in the, the patio, just kind of watch the people mill about and work going on and how people conduct themselves. It was kind of interesting. The w- one thing you got to remember, you know, people get such a hard on for the phrase cast members. You got between Nin- 1938, according to Shades McCoy, whoever that is. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a, a mention in a book that says. In nineteen, in April of nineteen forty, and then here's, but the New York Stock Exchange also shows November twelfth, nineteen fifty seven. Very interesting. That might be when they hit that particular exchange. They might be, they might have been just on the penny stocks up to that uh, point. Kept the stock for themselves. Nice when the stock became available to the general public. So maybe it was just still privately held stock up until then. Yeah. I don't know if I'm agreeing but, with this one. Uh, B. Cole saying is WDA is more. <laughs> WDI is more visible to the public in PR segments. Um, but, I mean, I've seen, like, I saw Eisner wear a name tag. It was usually only for a public thing um, when it was necessary to kind of put on the Disney face. Um, but pretty much everybody at WDI wears a name tag all the time. Right. So I don't think it's the public thing per se. But I agree with Richard. It's They're kind of, you know, the first step to the park in a way. They're the, the, the creators of the park. So it would yeah, make it some the sense same philosophy. Um, but I was going to say your comment, Greg, about everybody gets such a, you know, so caught up on the term cast member. I think part of that is just because when you take a look at, let's just talk about the United States. In Walt Disney World, you have over 50,000 cast members. In Disneyland, you have coming up close to 24, 25,000 cast members. You compare that to ABC television or the studios, uh, it's an immense amount of people that work for Disney in a cast member capacity in one of the parks compared to the studios. So, you know, yes, push come to shove, you're an employee. I mean, we all like to use the cast member phrase, but you got to understand that it's still the Walt Disney Company. You still have other affiliates. You have Disney Channel, ABC, Disney Studios, and they're going to be employees. It's just now, did, Mike, did, yeah, I, I get all that. Did you um, look at that Wikipedia link that somebody put in there? And it says they were... Um, 1938, yes. The Wikipedia link says 1938. Yeah, so... 1938, yeah. That was... Uh, it was... Um, I'm trying to remember when I read it. It was because they were trying to build... They were trying to do a particular production. Uh, this other, this other thing said uh, Bambi, Pinocchio, and uh, Dumbo. That sounds he's tr- about he's right. trying to raise money for these. Uh, and at the me. same oh. token, they're trying to build. They're trying to. They're trying to purchase the land for the new studios because the new studios, which is the current location, came into being in 1940. Well, supposedly Snow White paid for that. So the story goes. 1936. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Um, yeah, and Wikipedia doesn't lie. You're right, Tigger. It's absolutely 100% always true. Come on, they have 16-year-olds checking on it. Nah, but, you know, it's still a it, just one more bit of data, right? We have a data, piece of data that says 1957, a piece of data that says 1940, a piece of data that says 1938. Well, I do remember what Greg was saying is the board of directors of the company did not 
want to play with Walt's little park, you know, idea. And so that's why he created uh, WED, because he wasn't allowed to use the Walt Disney name. He couldn't use Disney on anything yet, because they own the name. And when it actually started coming into being that something was going to, you know, it was going to happen, it was going to work out, oh, wow, we're, we, we're on... We're on board with you, Walt. We're going to join in. We're going to, you know, and hence Disneyland was Disneyland. So, hmm. Well, I wonder if uh, Dave Smith could answer that question for us. Uh, there's somebody who's taking his place now. Becky so Klein is her name. Becky Klein is that yeah, sound right? Yeah, just go to her now. Okay, I'll send her an email. Hey, can you tell? Yeah, me you you do that. Yeah. <laughs> Snort, <Snoring> Archie. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, it's like 11 o'clock. We've been at this for two hours. I say it's time to wrap up. Okay. Don't you think? Sure. Greg? Yeah, well, have, yeah whatever. Have, <laughs> uh, should we just... All right. Just, uh, I think one night we should just shut it off, turn it off, and let everybody wonder whether or not the show crapped out or we just left. Or, you know, just put the mics down, let them make some noise, walk off. You know, All right, we'll make one more announcement about uh, our last day, right? <laughs> Remember that line that uh, Pete Conrad said in From the Earth to the Moon? Yeah, I, if, I, had the guts, if you had the guts, he'd say, oh, my God, what is that thing? And they cut, cut the mic. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's also the one that, you know, fucked around and didn't get picked the first time around because of his, his probably his attitude. But they put the, you know, the white piece of paper in front of him to say, you know, like, what do you what do you see in this? He says it's upside down. <laughs> and, and the guy and the guy stopped and looked at it and thought, "You fucker!" <laughs> well, this was this was in the right stuff book, which has nothing to do with the movie other than the title. Hardly, and, yeah. And some not hardly nothing. I mean, it, it was more about the guys who didn't make it into the first Apollo program. Or, I mean, the first um, Mercury. Mercury program, the seven, the first it, seven. It, yeah, it's it's not about the first seven as much about some of the other ones that didn't make it, but. Um, they used, you know, they used the name of the book and the whole idea of what it was about. When I read it, I was highly disappointed. I, that's not what I thought it was going to be about. But then, yet there was some great stuff, especially about Pete Conrad, who was just. Uh, Did, is yeah, that the book? Okay, that book started with somebody investigating an airplane crash. Was it Pete Conrad? Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know if it, but it had a lot to do with a lot because they were all test pilots, yeah. and you know, all their, you know, it wasn't uncommon. Like if we three were test pilots, it wouldn't be uncommon that in a month. You know, Mike would be dead. Okay, but you're a test pilot. We took that risk. We move on. Then Richard's dead. Okay, we just, you know, he was a test pilot. He augured in. He, you know, he screwed, screwed the, the pooch. pooch. Whatever. Yeah. And you move on. And everybody's got the same kind of watch. They all enjoyed certain perks that they liked. And, you know, it was a fraternity of uh, Band of Brothers, if you will. So, anyways, it was it was good, though. All right. Good. So, so, we are picking March 12th. March 12th. March 12th. That's a Saturday. That will be the day we March. broadcast live inside Disneyland show number 200. <laughs> if that is, what are you doing? It sounds so creepy when you do that. <laughs> the, big, the big announcement. March, March, March. Oh. We got to do it deep then. <laughs> okay. So I, I just wanted to say that before we sign off March, for the day. March, March 12th. 12th. 
11. We'll be in Disneyland broadcasting well, will live. Will we be in Disneyland or will we be in DCA? I, well, I thought we wanted to be in Disneyland this time. Well, I do. I just want to make sure because now that they call it the resort, I never know if we're actually in Disneyland or just at the resort. Uh, we, oh. we, I, uh, so we will be at Disneyland yes, Park. Disneyland Park. <laughs> broadcasting live. From an undisclosed location. No, it's disclosed. Bye. Disclosed. We'll f- have to figure out a good spot. Um, so, yeah. I think we should take up residence in one of the uh, the rooms of today, tomorrow, yesterday, quasi-future thing. Um, uh-huh. And just sit down on the couches or in the kitchen or wherever and just do the show. That'd be great if they didn't chase us out. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm sure that won't happen, but, you know. All right. Well, anyway, just want to... This, this is probably going to be bigger than Westfest. I don't think so. I mean, we should have just saved it for Westfest and did our last day on the uh, Rabble Rousers, you know. Nah. I want to be done by then, don't you? Uh, Sure, why not? doesn't matter to me. Okay. All right, then. Then uh, let's wrap up and say goodnight and uh, let the Midwesterners go to bed. I do have a picture of this B. Cole guy of uh, uh, of the DC entrance without the tiles and boarded it up. I have I have some pictures of that. I just haven't posted them. All right, that's good. Cheating, cheating, cheating about what? What the hell are you talking about? Cheating? Oh, Mike, what have you been up to? I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Bad boy, Mike. Mike. Cheating? Good thing your wife. Oh, the noose. <laughs> oh, you're talking uh, about the hub thing, aren't you, Spence? Do the show, Dick Gunk. Yeah, the hub. Uh, yeah, so I was asked to be on that the other day, but I was still in school, so I had oh. to defer. Isn't that NBC? No. it's NBC Universal it's, has the hub. It's something that uh, uh, the Esquire is trying to pull up as, a, as another Disney chat show outlet for whoever wants to go on. Uh What's this? Oh. this I don't in this B Cole. I don't know who he's talking to. Email me. I sent you the deal deal our book thing you read earlier. I'm not sure. Oh, nice, Spence. Good job. That's great. <laughs> Ask her. All right. I'm ready to say goodnight. Let's shut it down, and we'll pick up again next week. With okay. more miscellaneous ramblings, and hopefully the Walt Disney Company will provide us with something to talk about. Oh, 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 oh. I, I know what you're saying. He was the guy that sent us. Uh, B. Cole must be Brandon from Oregon that sent us the email about uh, uh, the book that we read earlier. So, so we've had two listeners that we've read their emails tonight. Very good. Okay, great. Uh. <laughs> All right, then. Very cool. Then let's say good night. Well, good night. Good night. Good night.